everybody, and thank you so much for choosing the listening. What? Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hello, everyone, and thank. <laughs> Hold on. Let's run that back real quick, y'all. Let's run that back. <laughs> hey, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to List Hidden in Plain Sight. I appreciate all the support and feedback that I've been getting thus far. Um, a couple, re- a couple people reached out to me um, in regards to is therapy a good choice. I mean, literally a few people reached out to me um, and said that they really liked what I talked about regarding mental health. Again, um, I am not someone who struggles with serious mental health issues. So I wanted to tread lightly in what I was saying and I didn't want to be offensive or insensitive to anything. So I appreciate that you guys told me that what I was saying was okay. And speaking on behalf of some of those things was okay. I now have the green light to be able to speak a little bit more on certain topics in regards to mental health or physical health. Um, so I again, the feedback really helps guys. I really like when you guys reach out to me in every episode, uh, people reach out to me, by the way, just so you guys know, just so you guys don't feel uncomfortable with, well, does anybody even reach out? Yes, um, every episode there was always at least three people, different people who reach out to me and tell me how they feel about what I'm talking about, whether it's offensive, whether they agree or whether it's neutral. Um, on different topics so even with rambling when I ramble people let me know how they feel about that as well so yes please do not feel free please feel free to reach out to me and let me know what you want to hear or what you don't want to hear or what you didn't like hearing or what you you know just let me know don't be afraid this is our podcast this is no longer my thing this is our thing um okay sorry I take that back it's mine it's mine it's mine but um yeah so we're gonna talk about interracial dating Um, Well, first of all, before we even get into that, I hope that you guys enjoyed the podcast that I just put out. Um, It came out Tuesday, I think. Um, I filmed it a few days in advance. That's the really good thing I like about uh, these podcasts or this particular podcast is that I'm able to schedule set uploads. Um, What the hell did I just say? (laughs) With every episode that I put out, I'm able to schedule it. So whether that's a month in advance, a week in advance, or a day in advance, I'm able to do that. And that's what I really like. So that's why um, when a friend and I were having a conversation about my podcast, they suggested that I do the uh, synchrononymous podcast instead of doing daily. So you guys don't have to play catch up. And we already talked about that before. If you don't know, go to my very latest episode. No, two episodes from here. Go to that one and you'll hear all about that. But okay, so we're going to talk about interracial uh, dating, marriage, and everything that encompasses that. So before we get into it, let me tell you my personal preference, right? Now, I've always dated mixed. Well, I've always liked mixed, right? Um, that and I, and I love black love too. Don't get it twisted. Don't get it, don't get it. Don't get it twisted. I've always loved black love. Um, but something that's been appealing, something, people that I've, uh, what's it called? Attracted to my life have always been mixed, right? So, um, or my love interests have always been mixed. I should say that. My mom listens to the podcast. I have never dated anyone in my life. I'm just saying what I like. Don't you dare come for me. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I don't, I seriously do not see anything wrong with love. I, let me say it like this first. I don't see anything with dating outside of your race. I just hate saying race. I don't see anything wrong with dating outside of your ethnicity. Cause I feel like race just has this piercing sharp, it's just a piercing sharp word to me. I don't think it holds, it's not negative or positive. It's just race. Like, no, we're talking about people. This is ethnicity, nationality, cultures. You know, this is just race. You know, it's just nasty off the tongue, race. Ugh. Anyway, um, I don't see anything wrong with dating outside your ethnicity. 
um, or what they call intermixing. Um, that's what some people call it, mainly racist. That's what, that's, what, that's what some people call it. Some people call it intermixing. I don't see anything wrong with that. So let me say it like this though. I don't see anything with loving who you wanna love because that's really what it's all about. I don't see anything with you wanting to start a family, whether that be woman with a woman, whether that be black man with an Asian woman, whether that be black woman with a white woman. I don't see any issue in loving and dating and creating and flourishing and building with who you want to do that with. One thing I have never understood, and I'm going to speak a little bit passionately about this because it's just, it's, it's so, I will never be able to wrap my head around this ever. I will, I have never understood how other people can make someone else's life their own. Does that make sense? So let me, let me give you an example. So I don't know how hateful people can say, I think intermixing is disgusting. No one should be doing it. And they're so passionate about it when it comes off of their tongue, right? I'm talking about those people who are so, so driven and so, so hatefully driven, I should say, let me be clear so hatefully driven by uh, the fact that other people have a free mind and free wills to do what they want with their lives. I don't understand how some people can ride so hard for hate. I don't understand how some people can ride so hard for segregation. I don't understand how some people can ride so hard for not wanting to be one as a whole in the world, you know? I don't understand why someone wouldn't want peace amongst all people despite political differences, despite ethnicity differences, despite difference of opinion, despite difference of thought, despite all that stuff, I don't understand how someone can have so much built up hatred, doesn't matter if it's a part of their history or not, doesn't matter if it's a part of their ancestry or not. I just don't understand how as a human being, you could be so hateful to whether it's a marginalized group, whether it's a marginalized community, whether it's a majority, I don't see how you could be so hateful. And this also goes for, um, for instance, I know a lot of uh, black young people um, that have a hatred towards, a, no, I don't want to say hatred because it's not necessarily hatred with a lot of black people. It's more of not a prejudice, but negative outlook. I'll say that, you know, because it's, I'm, I got to stick with my black community on this one. It's not hatred when it comes to us. It's just the things that have been done to us in order for us to feel the way we feel. But I'm not talking about that in regards to this. I'm just talking about the generalization that's a lot of black people make. I don't see how a lot of black families can be so, uh, what's it called? What's that word called? What's it called? What's it called? Not discriminatory. Well, I guess you could use discriminatory, but homophobic. I, I don't know why homophobia is rooted so deep within the black community, within black families in particular. You know, making a lot of black young men, older men, black older and younger men, so scared to be who they are, which in turn makes a lot of black men aggressive towards other black women because they have that hatred within their heart that was instilled with them at such a young age, which was considered homophobia. Does that make sense? Then, and that's why I kind of wonder why, you know, when, when I hear about Atlanta, like when I hear about a lot of people coming from Atlanta, the black community, a lot of black people coming from Atlanta always say that there's a lot of black DL men there. You know, DL, if you're not familiar with that word, that is down low. And it just means that you're not outwardly a vote or vote. You're not out with your sexuality. With your sexuality. <laughs> I'm talking so fast, y'all. My tongue is getting tired. Um, 
But I know I just, that kind of took a turn. That really took a turn. I did not mean for it to go down that road, but it took a turn. And some of you understand exactly what I'm saying. Some of you black people understand exactly what I'm saying because you understand the community and you understand where a lot of homophobia stems from and how it really can be detrimental um, to young black men and young black families. Um, Now, some black men are able to get out of that and think for themselves and don't have that hatred towards themselves and their mothers, which ultimately ultimately trickle down to black women in general. Um, Some black men are able to escape that, you know, um, whether it's with their free mind or whether it's it's with a different person or situation teaching them otherwise, um, in a positive manner, obviously. but I, I really hit the head on that. Come on, y'all. I hit the head on that. I hit the head on that. Come on, y'all. Um, talk to me. Talk to me, y'all. Um, that really took a turn. I was not expecting it to go there. I really didn't want it to go there. I kind of wanted to strictly keep it on uh, having an open heart and, and loving everyone for who they are, no matter what they come from, where they come from, or who they come from. Um, yeah, I, I, let's, let's go back to that. <laughs> let's go back to um the just just being human you know and being attracted to what you want to be attracted to and who you want to be attracted to I just think it's disgusting and I I just find it so hard to believe and and it's obviously a part of history we've all heard about it in school we've all taught about it you know we've all learned about it we've all sometimes some of us have taught this to other people but um I just cannot wrap my head around how two uh, a black and white person couldn't be in the same room at one point very very recently just so you guys know this wasn't 150 years no this was very very recent times guys Jim Crow was not that long ago um we're talking about grandparents you know we're we're talking about people that are still living today who were a part of those um who were a part of the segregation era I mean, it's not even really an era. It's still ongoing. You know, some people don't want to sit in the same room as a person with a different skin tone, whether it's darker or lighter. And that's still very real racism. I'm speaking about racism for the slow ones in the back. Anyway, um, yeah, I, I just can I cannot maybe because I have such an open heart. Um, and because I do have different ideologies from my family in general and, uh, because I've taught myself, I don't even want to say taught myself. I just think this is how I genuinely just am. Um, I don't, I, yeah, I haven't taught myself to love anyone. This is just who I am. I think it's just the way I was created. Um, I mean, seriously, cause you, I don't think you can teach love. I don't think you can teach love. Now I do think you can teach hate, you know, um, love has a meaning in people's lives, right? Or, or let me say it like this. Love is a word that everybody knows, right? Everybody knows that word love, but the meaning comes, the meaning of love starts to come into your life when someone comes into your life and teaches you that meaning. Um, and we're talking about in regards to relationships. I'm not talking about self-love. Now, that's a completely different thing for a completely different time. You know, um, self-love, you can teach yourself that, period, point blank. Um, but hate is something that is very much taught. You know, I just don't, I still, until this day, I have seen things like young, and it's, I hate to say it, y'all, but it's mainly young white people, um, kids mainly who still have these racist, disgusting ideologies. Now, these racist, disgusting ideologies coming from these kids is not has nothing to do with, even though it is a part of they. I've never heard anyone say anything about interracially marrying. Never heard anybody bring that up. Um, but it's just it's crazy that people literally still think that way. For some of you who might be prejudiced to other people or ha- might really hold stereotypes close to your heart about black people, Asian people, whatever, or even white people, some of those stereotypes that white people have, even though 
you can't be racist to a majority. You can't be, a black person cannot be racist to a black person and a black person cannot be racist to a white person. I'm gonna make that very clear. A disproportionately marginalized group cannot be racist to a majority. Let's make that clear, y'all. Get that through y'all heads. Because I cannot stand the, I, and I just recently heard it too, maybe like a couple of days ago. I literally heard someone say, my black friend is racist towards black people. It's, it, it doesn't exist. It doesn't exist, okay? And I recently just heard someone say that they, they, um, their friend was racist towards white people. That doesn't exist, guys. Is this camera on me? <laughs> like, is this camera on me? It doesn't exist, guys. And I say that because racism comes in different forms and different variations. Although it's silent, it is loud. And when I say that, I'm talking about in institutions. I'm talking about at universities. I'm talking about... Um, in jobs i'm talking about in careers you know i'm talking about people who have hierarchies that's what i'm talking about no black person that has a high uh uh presence within an institution within a career field within whatever can have the the power to say to be racist to a white person that's not how that works it's a majority against a minority okay that's how that works did that make any sense i'm gonna i'm gonna swing back around to that in another podcast so i can kind of uh um, so I can kind of, uh, what's it called? What's it called? What the heck is it called? Y'all help me out. So I can encompass everything that I was trying to say. Um, I just, I got passionate there and I kind of took a turn in a couple of ways to different things, but, uh, back to interracial date, interracial dating and interracial marriage. I mean, I think it's beautiful. I, I, now I say that though, but I also think black love, strictly black love is beautiful too. You know, I'd love to see more black men choosing black women. Um, I'd love to see more black women. Well, black women don't have a choice in this scenario. Um, black women are, like I said before in my previous episode, um, black women are the runt of the litter. We are seen as violent. We are over-sexualized. We are seen as disgusting. We are seen as the last pick for a lot of men, for every ethnicity of men, actually. Um, now, the only time we are ever praised is if, is if a man has a fetish, you know, um, or if a man, yeah, you know, strictly a fetish, you know. Um, there are very, very, very few men out there who actually see black women, their, their, their counterparts, um, as queens. Um, so let me make that very clear too. I cannot stand when people, we, black women definitely have the last say in everything pretty much. Um, now I'm not victimizing black women. There are a lot of headstrong black women, beautiful black women who are deserving more than deserving of love, period, point blank. Every black woman is deserving of love, period. Every person is deserving of love, um, but we're not talking about every person. We're talking about every black woman. Okay. So when I hear, well, just put yourself out there, black woman, or, you know, don't be so aggressive, black women. There you go with the stereotypes for one. And for two, it's not as easy as you might think, you know, um, there are a lot of stereotypes and a lot of, uh, thoughts that have been banged into a lot of people's heads about black women that are not favorable for us. <laughs> One of those things that I keep saying is aggression. A lot of people think black women are very aggressive or very loud or very uh, headstrong in the, all the wrong ways. And that's not at all the case. We just want to be loved like everyone else. Um, we want to be heard like everyone else. We want to be appreciated like everyone else. Um, yeah, you know, and a lot of that has to do within the black family as well. It starts young, it starts at a young age. A lot of mothers, a lot of black mothers, mixed mothers, whatever, if you're having a black child, they're not teaching them the importance of being, you know, of what it is to be black. You know, I think we've, I'm saying we as if I lived back then, but um, those ideologies and, and 
ways of teaching has gone away. You know, it's starting to dwindle away. Um, Black women have to teach themselves um, on what it means to be cherished as a black woman and what it should mean and what that should encompass as a black woman. Um, Those things are not not taught, you know, at a young age. These things that these are things that we have to realize when we are disrespected out in the world. These are things that, you know, we have to come across when we are chosen last, or these are things that we have to realize when, you know, when all the wrong things happen, that's when we start realizing, you know, our worth. And that's sad. You know, we should know who we are. We should be taught. We should be being taught by our black mothers and black fathers on who we are and why we are the way we are and why we're so strong and why we're so beautiful and why we have these crowns on our heads, you know? Um, geez, I took another turn. I did not mean to take that turn. I am just... I'm all over the place today. I mean, kind of not all over the place. I hope y'all followed me there. I hope y'all followed me because I just took y'all for a ride, y'all. And honestly, I'll say this. this These past 16 minutes have been probably the most gold, like the most valuable 16 minutes I've ever had in any of these podcasts. <laughs> Be- besides the mental health thing, um, this is probably my second favorite podcast. Um, besides the whole mental health topic, besides all that jazz in my previous episode. No, it was like two episodes ago. Yes, yeah, two episodes ago. Um, is therapy good for you? This, so the, is therapy good for you? That's my first favorite. And no, 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 this is probably my first favorite. And is therapy good for you is my second favorite. Um, yeah, I, again, I got notes in front of me. I'm popping off. I'm loving it. Thank you so much, Jordan, for telling me um, to have more structure in my podcast because it's really helped. You know, it really has helped. I know I just name dropped there, but I had to let her know. You know, I had to let her know. <laughs> um, but yeah. Um, it's just crazy. And and that's kind of why I'm a little afraid to study abroad. Well, I shouldn't say I'm afraid. I'm not afraid. I know who I am. Um, I know what my skin tone means to me. I know how beautiful it is. I know my pigmentation is everything. I, I absolutely love me. But that's why a lot of, I'll just generalize it. Um, that's why a lot of black women are afraid to do different things, you know, go out different places. I'm not talking about in America. I'm talking about outside of America, you know, um, because we're seen as an intimate threat, you know? And we'll be the first to go. It's funny because we'll be the first to die, right? The first to go, the first to be murdered, the first to be beat, the first to be this, and no one will bat an eye. You know, it's just crazy to me. And and I mentioned this with the whole uh, sex trafficking thing and uh, kidnapping thing with young black women compared to white, white women, you know, and white children. You know, the whole village is out for the white kids. The whole village is, you know, they got their pictures on carton milks, you know, all that jazz. Everybody, the whole, you got you got the FBI, you got the state troopers, you got everybody, everybody out there looking for them. But, you know, when it's a black child or a black young man or, you know, uh, an older woman who has a history with her, her man with domestic violence and all of a sudden she's missing. Nobody wants to look, nobody wants to help. Nobody wants to bat an eye. Nobody wants to, you know, it's always, Oh shoot. You know, she probably ran away or, you know, Oh, she's probably just in hiding, you know, taken up you know, stupid things like that. Stupid comments like that. You know, and it's like, no, that's not at all the case. You know, treat this person just as you would any other person, you know, and one thing, let me tell y'all something. Since we're on race, I know we were supposed to be talking about interracial dating, but I just got to say, I just got to say this to y'all. I was in high school, right? And we were on a way to somewhere. I can't remember. I was with the golf team though. And um, somehow, some way we got on the topic of race, right? And um, this teacher, right? This golf coach said, that's why I always tell my white students 
to check off that they are African-American in the box. I think we were talking about quotas. Um, I'm not sure if you're familiar with quotas, but within institutions, whether that be academic, whether that be work, it doesn't matter. You have to meet a specific ethnicity quota. And within those quotas, African-Americans are a part of that. Asians are a part of that. You know, uh, women, there's also a, a quota for women as well. They're a part of that. But it was so disgusting that he felt the need to not only share that with a bus full of black girls, but um, also feel like that's okay to say. Because I don't know if you guys know anything about quotas and the impacts that they have on data. Um, but basically those are opportunities for people a part, that are a part of marginalized groups so like african-american women like i'm talking about groups like that um th those quotas are for opportunities for these marginalized groups um so what basically does that make sense guys that that it's a opportunity for um a black woman to have the same options available as a white woman would when we're talking about applying for college or we're talking about scholarships or we're talking about them getting a job that's that's what quotas are for so the fact that he felt comfortable enough to basically in so many words say that's why i tell my white students to steal opportunities and steal these quotas from these black kids the fact that he felt that we are not deserving of opportunities even though we're just as qualified even more qualified in certain areas and aspects of life when we're applying for things like this was just so disgusting to me right right and it just, it completely turned my, it, it just turned my entire outlook on how I view people. And y'all know the type of, y'all know I'm talking about them discharge packets. <laughs> Let me stop. Let me stop being derogatory. That's not, no, y'all know I'm talking about them discharge packets. Y'all know that. Y'all know that. Y'all know I'm talking about them mayo monkeys. Okay. So y'all know I'm talking about them. Um, it just, it definitely changed the way. Now this wasn't a young person. No, no, no. This was a very uh this was a vet teacher you know this was a very vetted teacher you know he had been in the uh career field of education for over 30 years well <laughs> he was he's also at one point was a first responder guys do you see what i'm saying a person who at one point had all the lives all different ethnicities all different ages all different genders in his hands is a person who thinks like this if that's not crazy, I don't know what is. Cause you hear these type of stories. You hear these type of stories where it's like, you know, a principal of an of, of elementary school is extremely racist and a part of a neo-Nazi. You know, you hear these elaborate, crazy stories, but you never experience them or see them yourself. And if you do, it is very few within life, you know? So to hear that at such a, I couldn't have been, I couldn't have been no older than 17, 16 and a half somewhere around there 17 I was pretty I'm pretty sure I was 17 old enough to know but not old enough to understand right so that was just crazy because the, the more the older I got the more I started thinking about that and the more that I seen the more real impact that I that I seen that those words had on me you know so it was just sad it was just it was just sad and you know he's gonna get what's coming to him in life you know at the end of the day he's gonna get what's coming to him um but I guess that was like a personal story. I, I I don't think I've ever told anybody that, not even my parents. Or I might have told my parents. Yeah, I think I did. Well, I don't think I did. I'm not sure. I can't remember. It was it was a while ago. But you know, it was just disgusting. Do you guys have stories about that? Do you guys have stories about um someone being blatantly racist to you guys, or 
um, something along the lines of what I told you, because that wasn't blatant racism. That was undercover racism. That was something that was considered, that's supposed to be considered a silent. We were so young, you know, we didn't really know what we were hearing. We know that we were hearing something, but we didn't know. And the fact that those words still have an impact on me till to this day is just crazy, you know. Um, but like I said, I am. I'm not gonna play God. I'm not gonna, you know, give somebody judgment. The only thing I can do is hope for the worst. <laughs> I was going to say the best, but no, that he deserves the worst for that. Um, but anyway, yeah, uh, that's pretty much. Oh, did I finish the whole interracial thing that I finished that? I'm just going to leave it off on this. I have no issue with interracial dating, interracial marriage, interracial anything, whether it's between um, two women, two men, or whether it's hetero. I have no, no issue between it. I think it's beautiful. Now, hold on, y'all. Let me be real. <laughs> Let me be real with y'all. I do low-key be feeling the type of way when I see a um, black woman with a white man. <laughs> but I do be feeling the type of way, and I know some of y'all know what I'm talking about. I know some of y'all know exactly what I'm talking about. If you don't, you don't need to be a part of the conversation. Just shut up and listen, okay? Um, now, I don't feel no type of way when I see a black man with a white woman. I don't feel no type of way with that. You know, the first thing I think of is, like, athletics. <laughs> That's the first thing I think of. And if you get it, you get it. If you don't, you don't. Um, that's, that's what I think of when I say that. But in general, I do not care about interracial marriage. I think you should love who you want to love on your own accord. And if that means um, going a little bit farther, if, if that means straying, if that means breaking the shackle, no, no, no. If that means being reshackled, fine. <laughs> but don't be coming to us, you know, don't be coming to us, to, uh, to us black women saying, could you please take me back? Uh-uh. Stand up. Stand up. Please, Lord, release my people. Okay, y'all, now I'm just playing. Let me be for real. I don't care about interracial dating. I do. I don't. I do. I do. But at the end of the day, it's not me. Like, I don't really care. You know, I know I'm going to be pro, pro-black. <laughs> I know there's some people listening to this trying to, I know there are some people listening to this ready to drag me. Um, But <laughs> I am now starting to see that I'm starting to be more black love than anything, okay? Because I know what it means to, uh, because you, you, when you're with another black person, they share the same experiences you share. You know, they can support you in ways that I feel like some, some other ethnicities can't, you know? Um, some black men cannot be supported by some white women. You know, it's, it doesn't work like that. You can be an ally, but you can never understand the true feeling of what that black man is going through. The only thing you can do is lean on his shoulder. You know, you can't, uh, wrap your arms around him and make him feel the energy you're feeling because you don't know what he's going through. You know, and this has nothing to do with, um, you know, the big things like police brutality or him getting pulled over by a cop or him stealing in a store or him, you know, being stereotyped of stealing in a store. This has nothing to do with that. This just has, this has everything to do with him waking up and having to be a black man, you know, or a black woman. You know, some white men are unable to understand and really hone in on what it means to be a black or what it means to be a black person because they don't have to experience the same things that you know we do they don't have to turn their head twice as much as we do they don't have to carry weapons on on, on ourselves like we you know certain things like that but i'm talking about the black experience itself you will not if you're in a interracial you know situation i feel like you will not be able to fully provide the things that needed to be that need to be provided emotionally intellectually conversation you know things like that you won't be able to be able you won't be able to provide that because you don't experience that you know 
Um, just like I can't provide good conversation with mental health because I don't experience that. I don't experience depressive episodes. I don't experience manic states. I don't experience that. You know, it's something that I cannot be a part of. It's something that I cannot talk about. The only thing I can do is support. I cannot provide any intellectual true meaning behind my words because I don't go through that. Are you fit? Are you following me? Are you following me? Okay. Okay. But overall, I think, um, if you love someone, no matter what tone of shade, you know, what shade they are, what hue that, I don't think it really matters. I think you should love who you want to love and be who you be with who you want to be with. But at the same time, there are some trade-offs with that. You know, there are some trade-offs, but that's just me. That's just me. That's my opinion. That's how I feel. Um, if you don't like it, suck a fart. Um, but if you don't like it, let me know. Tell me why you don't like it. Tell me why you don't agree. Tell me why you do agree. Um, tell me if you understand what I'm saying, because I know y'all got it. I know y'all understand exactly what I'm saying. I feel like I brought it into full circle so that you guys can understand what I'm saying. And I know y'all understand what I'm saying, okay? Okay. We're probably going to circle back to this in the next episode, just because I kind of want to do a little bit more digging and talking, because um, there is some more intellectual things I want to say as a black woman um, that I know you guys can definitely relate to. Um, or some of you can definitely relate to. So I definitely do want to circle back to this. And I want you guys to tell me what's up, what y'all think, okay? I love y'all so much. And thank you for listening to Hidden in Plain Sight. Like I always say, and I keep forgetting to say this at the beginning, put on your headphones, grab a snack. Let me know what's happening. All right. I'll talk to y'all later. Love y'all. Peace.